This episode is sponsored by Big Life Journal. We don't always know what to do when our kids melt in the face of challenges or can't cope with their failures. The truth is, resilience is a skill set that can be taught to children, and it's a crucial one. Resilient kids recover from failures faster and are well prepared for adult life. Big Life Journal has just released their brand new printable kit to help kids develop resilience. Resilience Kit is a collection of fun and engaging worksheets and activities. Print at your convenience as many times as you need. Add the kit to your social-emotional curriculum or use as part of your homeschool morning time. Head over to BigLifeJournal.com and you can use the 10% discount code HSSISTERS, all one word. Bulk order discounts are also available for homeschool co-ops and groups. Just email Vanessa at BigLifeJournal.com for more information. And again, head to BigLifeJournal.com and use the 10% discount code HSSISTERS. Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out. But one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm I'm great. You know what I just saw outside? What? I just saw my neighbor, and they have a little baby. And he was holding the little baby, and she was pointing at a tree, and he was walking all around the tree talking to her about it. And I just, I wanted to like take a picture and like share it with people and be like, we know how to teach our kids. Like we do. It just, we've been doing it since they were babies. I don't know. It just struck me for a minute. It was so sweet. Sometimes we forget that. Yeah. Yeah. We've been doing it since the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking of beginnings. Oh my goodness. We have something in common. We both... <laughs> stalked simple homeschool is that safe to say when we started homeschooling (laughs) without a doubt we didn't start homeschooling at the exact same time but we both that was like our go-to when we were getting going and so it's very exciting to talk to our friend jamie martin the editor of simple homeschool today honored to call her a friend yes we both contribute over there and we have for a while and it's it's wonderful. It's a supportive group of other homeschool writers, and it's a really, really nice um, audience to get to reach out to every other month. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so Jamie is the co-founder of Simple Homeschool. She has written several books, including Steady Days, which <laughs> we're going to talk about in this episode. Hashtag pants. Um <laughs> She wrote... Hashtag wear them. Yes. Wear them and you'll get things done. She wrote the book, Give Your Child the World, which we have both used extensively. Love, love, love. And she has a brand new book coming out. And it's delicious. So good. We got a sneak peek. Aren't we lucky? We have the best job. We are so lucky. (laughs) The day that I got it, what... We were scheduled to go out to like a fancy dinner party shindig silent auction thingy and it was a Saturday night and it was really, really cold and I did not want to put a dress on and I did not feel like doing the small talk thing and then introverted mom showed up and I was like, I just want to stay at home. (laughs) I texted Jamie, I just want to read this. And I thought, I'm just going to read one chapter. And then the first chapter has this story about when she went to bring their son home from Liberia. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. Like, I I, I have to keep going. And I had other things I needed to do. And I was like, okay, well, it's just all going to have to wait now because it's a great book. And it's a great conversation with Jamie. So we're excited to share it. Yes. An Introverted Mom comes out May 7th, and there are pre-order bonuses, $75 worth. So we'll link to where you can get those in the show notes. You just have to order the book from anywhere, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, like anywhere that does pre-orders, and then head over to her site. So we'll link to that. So want to share our talk with Jamie? I sure do. Okay, here we go. Hi, Jamie. Hey, Jamie. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. We we're are so, so glad. Here. Yeah, we're so glad to talk to you. <laughs> We've known you for so long, and it's just, it's fun to be able to, like, 
see you, see your face and that's right and chat. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> so, um, I think a lot of people know you and what you do, but can you just, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your work? Sure. I'm Jamie. I've been homeschooling since my kids started their education or before. Um, and I have three children. Right now they're 15, 14, and 13. My husband, Steve, and I have been married for 20 years, and he's from England. And I started blogging at a blog called Steady Mom back in 2009. And then a year later, I co-founded Simple Homeschool with Tish Oxenreiter. And I've been the editor for that ever since, which has been almost 10 years now. And that is absolutely insane. And I can actually remember, this is funny. I don't think I've ever told anybody this, but I can actually remember um, <laughs> telling, asking Tish during the early years, like, Let's say that I was to stop homeschooling. <laughs> Would I lose my job as editor of <laughs> Simple Homeschool? But then I found myself in this really interesting position where if I stopped homeschooling, you know, my uh, role that I was kind of creating at Simple Homeschool is like, okay, well, that won't make sense anymore. I think maybe God um, did that so that I would have extra incentive to keep homeschooling through the <laughs> rocky years. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, that's been almost 10 years, and I'm just so grateful. And I love homeschooling teenagers. Don't you, Kara? I do, yeah. yeah. It's, it's yeah. a different kind of hard work, but yeah. it's great. Teenagers are actually a lot of fun. I was terrified of them before I had one, and now... Right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah me, too, me too. And I just feel like I can see a lot of the benefit, a lot of the things that I hoped for in the younger years of putting in the hard work of uh, homeschooling those early years. I feel like that now we're starting to see the fruit. And I have to say that, of course, I mean, it is about academics, but really that I feel like that's not where the heart the heart of it, it comes from. It's really like the connection that I know you ladies talk about a lot. Um, and that is the foundation that enables everything else to grow on top of it. So that's what I just feel so grateful to have and, and to have built um, over all this time. So so hang in there, all you moms of littles that are like, I don't know if I can do this again. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's going to be so re reassuring to so many people out there, self-included. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 And, yeah. And Kate and I have talked about how um, we both sort of stalked Simple Homeschool early oh, on. Yeah. It was our go-to spot. Full on <laughs> yeah. I've heard people say that, which is just a complete and utter grace because I honestly, I mean, there were so many posts that I wrote that I was like, I do not know what I am doing. God, <laughs> how and why did you put me in this position? I think that I'm failing at this. And then there are people watching who are like maybe starting to do what I'm doing because they're watching me do it. And that could be a disaster. So not only do I have the potential to <laughs> Not only do I have the potential to ruin my own life and my kids, but also many other people's families. <laughs> but you know what was great was like as a new homeschool mom reading what you were writing about. And you were always honest when you had a struggle. And I felt like that really made me feel like I was capable because it wasn't about perfection. And it wasn't just always everything is great and wonderful and we never have any problems at all. And I think, because I think if I would have read that, I would have thought, okay, well then I'm doing it wrong because we have problems all the time. <laughs> so it was very reassuring to hear your voice. And it's crazy to think that like we're sitting here talking to you right now because I just remember like Jamie Martin from Simple Homeschool. I know. Like <laughs> That is really too, too kind, but thank you. And you're right in that I really did try. That was my uh, goal was to kind of bust through the picture perfect um, thing that you saw glimpses of on certain blogs because I felt like that was all that I could offer, which was 
vulnerability about, yes, it might be imperfect, and yes, it might be really, really hard, but that doesn't mean that you can't do it, and it doesn't mean it's not worth it. Um, yeah, and I've tried to bring that vulnerability into my new book, Introverted Mom, which we're here to chat about today, so I hope that's come across. Oh, yeah. Definitely. It was... Well, I think I, I texted you. You tell the story in the very beginning about um, going to bring your son home from Liberia. Yes. And the story, and I just started sobbing because I'm thinking, you know, you talk about, I know, I know, like we're, we joke, like we're kind of the same person in terms of how introverted we are. <laughs> like we've known each other for forever, but we just, we don't talk on the phone that much. We, you know, <laughs> have only met in person twice. And I know how hard it had to be. And you going up to a stranger and saying, like, I need to get this baby home, you know? And like, it just, I know how hard that had to be for you. And the fact that he like understood and did it and, you know, seeing how much he's just, you know, Elijah's just thrived and yeah, how yeah. wonderful it all turned well, and out. I that story was very dramatic that I share in chapter one, but I feel like every mom has their own version of that, which is just whether you're an introvert or extrovert, something that pushes you completely out of your comfort zone, but you do it because that's your baby, that's your child. You do what you have to do, right? And uh, that's just what moms do. I have I have a two-part question for you. <laughs> the first part is, when did you first realize that you were an introvert? And then the second half of that is, because I think it's different, when did you start to like get okay with that or like see it as because I think some of us and you know society can sometimes see being an introvert as a weakness and it's not right right that's a really good question I feel like I knew I was an introvert on paper the first time that I took a personality test which I share about in the book as well and that was when I was a freshman in high school. Um, and it was just part of, I feel like it was part of a civics class, which is really weird. I don't know why. Or I, I just know that we got the results in civics class. And I can remember, like, going through my profile. And that's the first time I noticed that I stood for introvert. And it wasn't necessarily a surprise, but it wasn't a good surprise or a good feeling in that I knew that wasn't exactly what was preferred. And so, but I feel like as a student and then a college student and then a young married person, it was not that difficult to be an introvert and still get the alone time to recharge that introverts need. So I think it was when I became a mom and especially becoming a mom to say two kids, because even there's a certain freedom you have when you just have one. And especially if you happen to be staying home at that time, right, where you can either sleep when the baby sleeps or even if you're not, you still have time to yourself. So I think it's when I became a mom to more than one. That's when I really started to hit the wall of the edges of my personality, but not understanding enough to realize that that's what was happening, if that makes sense. And it wasn't until I had a big outburst where I threw a glass across the room and every podcast that I've been on they seem to really want to talk about that because because <laughs> <laughs> they can't picture you doing it <laughs> right. hopefully it's because everyone has had that kind of blow up moment at in in their own way and they can identify with it but you don't hear people talk about that as much so that was kind of my come to Jesus moment where I realized, oh my goodness, this is not something that I can just continue to push through. I have to figure out what is missing here, what is going on, why this is what I wanted to do. And I still wanted to do it, right? These children, they were my dream. I want, I love being their mom. I love them. I want to be their mom. This is what I wanted. So why is it so hard and sometimes feels actually impossible 
to do. And that's why I'm so passionate because I feel like if other introverted moms knew this about themselves and really were aware of what it means for them at an earlier stage in their motherhood lives, then it could make a difference in terms of the in terms of allowing them to feel less guilt, to understand really what they need and why it's so important that they get it, to understand that when they're in a healthy place, it benefits everyone. And so it's not just about themselves and being selfish. It benefits their whole families and as well what they offer to others outside their families. So that's why I'm just really passionate about trying to get this message to as many introverted moms as possible. I love that. And I that part in the book struck me and also compared to later in the book when you call Rebecca when you were having another moment. And yes. I just <laughs> I loved your vulnerability there with your friend. And I didn't know if you wanted to speak about that. Sure. I would love to. I would love to. I love that you just called her Rebecca. Like she's like your friend too. Which <laughs> is really sweet. A, you need that person. Yes, right. Everyone her. needs a Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's in my chapter where I talk about the power of books uh, to bond people together. But it didn't start out that way. It started out with just me as a mom of three littles, my husband away traveling for multiple days and having just reached the complete end of my rope. And introverts are known for not loving to talk on the phone. My friend Rebecca, who was honestly, we had known each other for maybe like a year, but it wasn't like we were like deep friends for a decade or something because we had only been living in Connecticut at that time for maybe a year or so. So it was someone I knew through church, but we had kind of at at that church, we had these accountability type partners. And so Rebecca and I had agreed to be that for each other and and that was probably why, you know, she was my number one thought to call. And I just told her, like, I need help. And I'm sobbing and I'm hysterical. And she said, you mean psychological help or just physical help? <laughs> <laughs> Which I love. So I I meant just physical help. But I knew why she was confused in that moment. And um, then the incredible thing was, because she had two little guys of her own, it wasn't even like I was expecting that she could really help me. But she said, let me call you back in just a minute. And she did. And then and then I still can't believe this all, all this time later. She had, her husband worked from home and he had agreed to watch the boys so that she could just come and spend the whole day with me and the kids. And she did. And it was just, I mean, it was one of the greatest acts of kindness that I've ever had in my life as a mom and a big game changer. But it really came through through vulnerability and being willing to put yourself out there with, with a friend uh, and not just try to press through on your own. Love that. Everyone needs a Rebecca. Yes. <laughs> and be to be able to say as an introvert and a highly sensitive person, which I know you are, I need help right now. And I think that's huge. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. And even being willing to not, because when I called her, I didn't know if I was going to, I, 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 I expected I wasn't going to get actual help. But I just needed someone to know that I needed it, Mm -hmm. right? And that was the step out of my comfort zone for me. But I think that's really important. And I talk about this, too, in my chapter about how introverts deal with grief and loss. Because I think it's really not easy, but it, it maybe it comes a bit more naturally to introverts to internalize. Mm-hmm. And so when we're going through something that's really hard, we can feel like, okay, this is my thing. I need to keep it together. I don't need to burden people. Or as sometimes has been the case for me, I've sometimes felt like, okay, I need to be positive, a positive person. I don't want to go down and start complaining and get negative about it, right? Which is true on the one hand, but that's not what being vulnerable with a trusted friend is. It's being real. And we so desperately need this 
in our society where you don't necessarily see that all the time. So that's why I think it's so important. And also when we just get it all out, we're not holding on to it, right? And it, it feels lighter when it's when someone else is helping to carry it with you. So Oh, that's beautiful that somebody else is helping to carry it with you. I, I love that. Oh yeah. wow. I uh, you know you talked about um the analogy with the hairdryer and the energy yes. <laughs> and in the um and and I I loved that explanation of it that what introverts need is they need to be able to have time alone and have time to recover and you have this great lit list like this huge <laughs> pages list of if you have 15 minutes if you have um an hour if you have a couple hours like different ideas for ways that you can kind of like restore yourself and right. i was wondering do you have a couple of go-tos that you know are going to work for you every time i don't know about every time because i think Sometimes nothing works, right? Right. Sometimes <laughs> you're just empty. <laughs> yes. Yes. And sometimes it's a process of a day or a week or a month or a year that's just really hard. And we need to be open about that too, right? But having the tools in your toolbox that you know are going to help you through the hard, that's key. So for me, it's definitely a nap. I take a nap almost every day. If I get that, I'm good to go for the afternoon. And if I don't get that, which I don't always, but I would say 80% of the time I do, then, um, you know, I can push through and, and everything. But it's amazing to me how just that 20 to 30 minutes of lying down, it's not even necessarily sleeping, um, of course, but just closing my eyes. So as a highly sensitive person, it helps with the stimulation that you're taking in. So it's eyes closed, right? And then interestingly, I read research that said people who nap or they kind of rest in a chair compared to those who rest or nap laying down, the the nap laying down is more restful. Even if you take 20 to 30 minutes, like the actual posture matters too, which I think is really, really interesting. And the other big get you for me would be reading, uh, just trying to get in, you know, a chapter of or more of a book that's for me and um, helping me just kind of switch off or, or switch to a different dimension, so to speak. <laughs> I love that. And I yeah. love how you listed it in the book by time for people so that those who are highly sensitive and introverted can kind of go through and identify what might work for them. Because yeah. when you're completely empty, you yeah. can almost get stuck there. Right. And right. like you have that paralysis where you can't act yes. and do something to or help. You can I'm sorry. Or you can also feel like, oh my gosh, I only have 15 minutes. I can't do anything in 15 minutes. So you just, your brain can, it can take you 15 minutes to decide what to do, right? The decision process. Right. So that's the part that I hope it will be a little helpful. And if people can read it when they're not depleted and exhausted, then they can go through and kind of highlight or star the ones that they that they naturally gravitate to. So it's there when they really need it. Yeah, I love that. And I, I love how you mention um, that reading is such a go-to for you. Kate and I, we talk about that a lot. Yes. <laughs> that when you have yes, a good book, um, it can really kind of, like it, it can make it easier to get through the day when you know like, okay, I have a good book when the kids <laughs> take their quiet time or I have a good book when I finally get That's to bed tonight. Dream. And yep. you have a whole chapter about how books are always good company and you have so many wonderful literary references and you talk about authors. Um, I just, I thought that that was a really interesting way to like approach it and so creative and so Jamie because <laughs> that's one of the things I think about when I think about you I think about your love for all these like amazing strong female authors specifically so yeah yes I it's so funny because when I had that idea so I knew I was gonna try to write a book about introverted moms but I didn't exactly know what it was gonna look like or the format or the 
end or the chapters or the sections, all of those details. And one night I was about to fall asleep, have my head on the pillow, and all of a sudden it was like, bing! And I just, <laughs> it came to me where, oh my gosh, the chapter titles, they could all come from these literary works. And what if the literary works were all from other introverted authors who are also women? And what if I talked about them in the book and I like built it around books? And then I was just like, I don't even know if I slept that night because I was so excited. (laughs) And uh, so then I started a process of looking for quotes from these four authors who are Louisa May Alcott, Jane Austen, Ellen Montgomery, and Laura Ingalls Wilder. And knowing the types of chapters I wanted to write about for introverted moms, it was just amazing to see how when I found quotes from these women, they eventually just all slotted in in a way that I feel like really makes sense to form the spine of this book and yes it is it is very Jamie and it's just one of my favorite things so <laughs> I love it and I'm I'm just so happy that it that it worked out that way yeah it I remember when you were talking about that you were starting the book I was like Jamie is you're like the one to write this book I mean it's just it's and it's just everything it's very much you um which I, I wanted to I, I want to go back um and talk a little bit about more about this but Speaking of like it being you, I'm so glad that you're reading the audiobook. Like, Thank oh my you. gosh, yes, I can't wait yes. to hear it in your voice. Um, I just, I am so excited about that. So, what was that process like? Oh my gosh, it was just the best. Actually, I ended up telling one of the main people I work with at Zondervan, my publisher, afterwards, she saw me. So I recorded for two days, and then on the third day, I went out to lunch with her, and she was asking me how it had gone, and I said, oh my goodness, it was one of the best experiences of my life, and I just loved it. She's <laughs> like, um, I'm pretty sure, and she's worked at Zondervan for 25 years, and she said, I'm pretty sure you're the first person to ever tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I did, I just. I had that feeling of, um, oh my gosh, this is what I was meant to do. After all of the years that, like you guys know, reading aloud to your kids and you get into it and you start to do all the different voices and things like that, it was like it turned out to be an actual marketable skill. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, uh, but I did have to audition to be allowed to record it. So that was a little nerve-wracking in that I had to send in a demo and the whole the whole thing and then I found out that I was approved and I was super excited in a way it was adding more work to my plate because someone else would have done it and uh, but this book is just so personal it's filled with all these really personal stories I couldn't imagine someone else reading it I had so much fun whether it's good or not I just had fun doing it (laughs) I love that well you sent us a little tiny I heard a little tiny clip and it was great it was absolutely great. And I just think it's really, like, it just would have been so weird to me to listen to somebody else reading it. I don't know. I don't know. But <laughs> because we know your voice. So as you're reading it, I hear Jamie's voice. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. That would be weird to have somebody else reading it. Yes. And my kids are really excited to hear because they're bits of the book where maybe I have they have like a line of dialogue so it was a big deal like how are you going to do my voice mom and right (laughs) and uh, there were a couple of times during the audio recording where I asked the engineer can I just stop and listen to that because my son wants to make sure I do his voice really well and (laughs) (laughs) so that was fun but yeah it was a blast and I'm excited to I think the audio version is so important for moms um, who, you know, need to listen while they're driving or doing laundry or taking a walk. And I think it's going to be a really fun listen for them. So I'm grateful I had the opportunity to do it. It would be the perfect playlist for your walk. Right. <laughs> Introverted morning walk. <laughs> yeah. Speaking for myself. <laughs> yeah, while you're out walking, you can come up with your list of things that recharge you. And- right. <laughs> Then come back and know exactly what you need to do for the rest of the day. I love it. <laughs> exactly. And I like how in the book, 
when you were talking about the early years and how hard it was to be an introverted mom when you're in the throes versus I liked the pic- picture you painted of how it gets easier and you kind of have to work hard at it now, but later you'll be able to do that hour quiet time and your kids will yes. read on their own. Right. <laughs> like hope. <laughs> yes. And I do encourage moms of littles to, I made it a priority because I knew that I had to. It wasn't even a question of, it wasn't even a question after my kids drop their nap times and things. The idea of them just not having any kind of quiet, meaning that I have no kind of quiet (laughs) in our day was just not going to work. So I worked really hard and it was work at first to institute the idea of, okay, we're going to have quiet time in your room. Even if you're not napping, here are the things that you can do. Um, and there were some days when that was all I did was, was work to try to get them to stay in their rooms and right now, this is what we're doing right now. You know, would you like me to turn on an audio book or you can play quietly with your toys or this is what we're doing. Right. And so some days you just felt like, forget it. It's not worth it. But it really was because then it just became a habit and then it was just, this is what we do in the afternoon, okay. And and so I do encourage those moms of littles who are maybe in that in-between where it just feels like, oh, forget it. Um, I really do think... <laughs> I really do think you'll reap the rewards later on if you just continue to form that habit with your kids now. Yeah, it's setting up a foundation. And then later, and then it gets really nice because like we were talking about with teens, you can tell your teens, I need to go introvert. And they get what that means. Yes. And now I have a child who says... I'm going to go introvert. (laughs) That's That's really good. Yes. Trishna will always say, are you going to go have your introverted mom nap time now? (laughs) But it's also setting such a healthy foundation for your children who might be introverts too. Because I know I have a couple and they might not know what they need early on, but everyone comes down a little happier after that quiet time. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yes. And extroverts, it's good for them to have that time too. Cause I feel like sometimes introverted moms, they feel badly for their extroverts. Like I need this, but they don't. But really I see in my two extroverted children, of course, who are now teens, that they do have this really nice balance. So they definitely lean toward extroversion and that's their natural bent, which is great, but they have a healthy introverted side too that was mainly that could have been cultivated through force <laughs> by their mother. <laughs> Introverts need the extroverted side to be balanced as well because that is important too. And yes, so I think we can help our kids set that foundation early on. Yeah, and I think there's plenty of times as introverted moms that we push ourselves outside of our comfort zone a little bit for the sake of our kids, taking them to the group or the class or the co-op or the program or whatever. And we, we do that. And then kind of the, the trade-off is, okay, we can go to co-op and we can be social for four whole hours. But then when we come home, our routine for a really long time was um, after co-op, we came home and we popped popcorn and we watched a movie because we all yeah. just needed that downtime of right. like, okay, that was a lot, you know, even yeah. my child who's more extroverted, I think really benefited from that. This episode is sponsored by Epic. Epic has a huge library of more than 35,000 high quality, popular children's books, videos, quizzes, and more for children 12 and under. Epic is perfect for homeschooling, learning, and curriculum with thousands of books on every subject and topic. Plus, kids can reinforce their learning through quizzes and additional recommended content. And we have found that it's really great for lazy unit studies, right? So much fun. So many rabbit holes. (laughs) (laughs) They just pick a topic and there's always a book (laughs) Um, and usually several to choose from and... They can learn all about whatever they're interested in at the moment, and it's like right there at their fingertips, which is so handy. You don't even have to go to the library. It's one of those resources that you feel no guilt about your children using because there's no apps or in-app purchases. It's kid-friendly, and it's safe, and it's so it's screen time that's actually good for your kids. And 
millions of children around the world are using Epic, which I think is so great because we hear from overseas families all the time looking for resources um, because they are English speakers and they're looking for English resources in the place where they are that where they don't have to bring, you know, hundreds of books with them in their suitcases and try to track them down in a country where English isn't the main language. So, um, that's really helpful. It's also really great if you're in a rural setting and you don't have a huge library because it definitely with 35,000 titles, that's a lot. Definitely. (laughs) A lot of kids books. Yes. Um, you were talking about um, why Epic is so safe, and there's a lot of parent features, um, including you can track your child's progress which is with a digital reading log. Parents can create personalized collections for their children through their parent dashboard. Parents can create up to four customizable child profiles per account, um, and they have like books that your kids are actually wanting to read. <laughs> so many good ones, like A Wrinkle in Time, Where the Wild Things Are, National Geographic, Good Night Moon. They have The Chronicles of Narnia and The Velveteen Rabbit. And Curious George. Oh, I love Curious George. We love George here. So Epic is normally $7.99 a month, which is a great deal. But we have partnered with them to get our listeners two months absolutely free. So just use promo code SISTERS when you sign up for Epic at getepic.com and you'll get your first two months totally free. That's getepic.com and use promo code SISTERS for two months free. So speaking of which, I know you've written a lot at Simple Homeschool about homeschooling as an introvert and we'll link to... Um, some great posts over in the show notes for this episode. But do you have some tips to share for all of us introverts who are homeschooling and sometimes feel like we just need, we just desperately need a break and it's just kind of overwhelming and too much? (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. I think that it's important for introverted homeschool moms to remember that because of homeschooling, we have so much freedom and flexibility. And that is really a huge advantage for us as introverted homeschool moms. So my encouragement would just to would just be to make sure you're taking advantage of that as much as possible. I think that oftentimes when we find ourselves really, really depleted, it's because we're bowing to certain external pressures. They might not be external. We might feel them, but they might actually be coming from in ourselves, right, internally. But we feel like, oh, well, I should be blah, 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 because that's what the public schools are doing. Or I should be doing it this way because that's the way this blogger is doing it. And um, that's not going to work for you, right? Uh, It's good to also keep in mind that we miss out on so much exhausting, draining people time by homeschooling because we're not having to cart our kids door to door to sell wrapping paper or, (laughs) (laughs) right, we're not being pressured to be the PTA homeroom mom or whatever that is, (laughs) whatever that is. Um, yes, but those are all the, the things that make homeschooling a really good option for introverts. So when I see introverted moms think, oh, I just couldn't do that, right, because it would be too draining, I feel like they're missing a bit of the wider picture, which is that, yes, without a doubt, I'm not going to lie and say that it's not draining because it definitely can be. And yet at the same time, at the same time, you're not having the morning rush out the door, where everyone's got to be at the bus stop or in the car by 8.05 and hurry and get your stuff and where's your backpack and where's your shoes and where's your, right? That sounds draining to me, seriously draining, right? And so we do have a lot of advantages and I want moms to to think about those and remember those. But the biggest advantage we have is just the freedom to, to decide what our schedule is going to look like. So I would encourage introverted homeschool moms to look at, to kind of think of their day 
in hour and a half to two hour blocks, meaning, you know, you have time with the kids in the morning, maybe well, for us, we call it breakfast school because it starts around the breakfast table and maybe that lasts an hour and a half or whatever it is for you. And um, in terms of your, you're really giving your all. And after that, can you find a way to build in a 15, 20, 30 minute time where more independent work is happening and so you have a little exhale and then you enter your next you know block of time and depending on how your kids how old your kids are you know would would depend on how much of that is happening but that's what I found really works for me well is when I can give my all to the kids because that's my job and that's what I want to do but knowing that I'm not doing that at the expense of my very self and so that means that in the next block I'll be able to do that again and of course this is real life and it doesn't obey our time block system but <laughs> but it's just the general idea the rhythm to it and when you figure out how to make that work for you I, I do feel like it it is possible to do it no matter how old your kids are. Uh, you just have to tweak it in a way that works for you. I love that. That's really so, nice so good. to think about it. So I wanted to ask as a an introvert and a highly sensitive person, how do you manage being on social media and having such a successful business online um, with all the trickiness that comes with social media and people on the internet? <laughs> that is a good question. Mean. Yes, and I haven't been, I haven't really been asked that. So I, I love that question. So I find social media really tricky to navigate. And I'm not sure how much of it is being an introvert. I think I think as a highly sensitive person, it is definitely a lot of stimulation. So I really like, I got this idea from Ann Bogle of Modern Mrs. Darcy, where she suggested not going on social media until after your homeschool day is over, because she found that if she scrolled through things, even when she wasn't supposed to be doing school with the kids, um, she found that it just, it gave too much, right? It was just too much coming in that for highly sensitive people, you have a lower barometer for just the amount of stimulation you can take in visually and, and in other ways too. So I do find that that is helpful. And if I'm posting something that's not scheduled ahead of time, I can, um, I try to write my content. Let's say I'm writing an Instagram post. I will write it in my notes file on my computer, but I will try not to actually post it and do the part of uploading the photo and all of that until later in the afternoon after I've done whatever my deep work for the day is, either that's writing or the real content creative work or my work with the kids. And I do find that when I do that, there are times that I don't and I can tell a big difference. So for me, uh, reserving, checking on things like that, because it's, it's a never ending rabbit hole, isn't it? And not in a good way that there's always more to check and then you get to another thing and another thing. And um, the other thing I do is that as soon as I uh, upload something to Instagram and I know that it's there, I go and I delete the Instagram app from my phone. <laughs> I do that every single time that I, um, every single time I put something on Instagram. I add the app to my phone, I go in and I upload it, and then I log out and then I delete the app from my phone because uh, I don't like Instagram for the reason that you can't really, you can check it from a desktop or from a laptop, but you can't upload things except from a phone. And I find it really helpful to not do things like that on my phone because I'm just too distracted. And I really do. I get sucked into like, how many likes did this get? And is it getting traction? And is it, and, and that is just such a ride on the crazy train that I can't even, <laughs> I can't get yeah. back on that train, even though sometimes I find myself there. Well, that actually leads perfectly into my next question, which is about the 
cartoon if you give a mom a smartphone that comes from your book. <laughs> I'm wondering if there's some way where, uh, we can try to include it in the show notes because it's so cute. They made like a little animated cartoon from yeah. it. And I, I mean, I was going to ask you, you know, kind of where this idea came from. And then I'm like, well, I know exactly where the idea came from because this is what it is. But um, can you talk a little bit about like, did you voice that separately from the book or how did that work? Yeah, so the way it happened is it started out being, I, I was on a writing retreat and I was working on this chapter about happiness, which is chapter 11 in the book. And I was writing about the love-hate relationship that I have with planners and planning in general and scheduling and right on the one hand I really enjoy doing that on the second hand on the other hand I feel frustrated when life doesn't go according to plan which is kind of like life (laughs) so all the time (laughs) and so that was one of the things I was exploring in that in that chapter and then it's got me thinking about moms with planners and if you give a mom a planner and then I so I wrote this whole thing about if you give a mom a planner Um, But I had already talked about planners in that chapter. And so then I was thinking, what else do moms have like this love-hate relationship with? And then I thought, the phone. So (laughs) so then that was probably the most fun of any part of the book. I could hardly get through writing it without just giggling. And I was having a blast. So I I wrote an ending to one of the chapters called, If You Give an Introverted Mom a Smartphone. And it just... It tackles the idea of how moms, introverted moms, don't always love talking on the phone, but we love our phones for other things, like the fact that we can text instead of having to talk on the phone, or the the other apps that we love on there. And um, yeah, so I wrote that poem. It's the end of one of the chapters, and it really follows the format of if you give a mouse a cookie in terms of those round circle, whatever you call those types of stories. And the ending goes back to the beginning and and all of that. And then uh, I was chatting with the publisher because they wanted to create a book trailer. So we were discussing ideas of what that could look like. And then it came to me that, oh my gosh, when I wrote this bit, it's like I could see in my mind it being illustrated or something like that. And so we then revised the version that's in the book, which is a longer version, to create a shorter version that could be used as a book trailer. And then I got to help pick an artist to do the illustrations. And then I got to help pick the music. And then I got to record the voiceover while I was in the studio doing the audiobook. So it was, it, it just became a super personal, fun project. And I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. So creative. Yeah, it's great. I love it. I, I just, <laughs> when I first saw it, it was like, <laughs> oh, it's just perfect. It's just. <laughs> So I like how involved that you were in that, like that you got to pick. I I didn't realize that you got to pick the animator uh, and everything. Yeah. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It was super great to work on. And once people see that, they are going to absolutely want to get a copy of The Introverted Mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And it comes out May 7th, but you can order it right now, pre-order it. And... If you pre-order it, you get some really cool bonuses, right? That's right. I created this package of four bonuses that have to do with the seasons. So the spring bonus is called Spring Break for the Introverted Mom, and I made it so that moms can have a spring recharging time. There's an audio devotional, which lasts between five to ten minutes to listen to in the morning, and then there's a self-care theme for each day, which you can devote, let's say you have 15 to 30 minutes uh, at a minimum. That's plenty. I needed to clarify that because some moms actually thought I was talking about going away for spring break <laughs> oh my for like a whole week by themselves. That would be lovely. Right, <laughs> right. Pull that off for all of us. <laughs> it would be amazing. But that's not what I'm referring to here. I do realize that you still have to be moms this time of year. and But that was my idea to just give moms a little kind of exhale as we enter spring. And hopefully it's getting sunny where you are. It's getting a little warmer where you are and a way to take advantage of that. 
Then in the summer, I'm going to be running an Introverted Mom Summer Book Club, and it's going to merge the Read the World Summer Book Club that I've done in the past the past few years with a book club for introverted moms as well. So I'm super excited about that. And the people who pre-order will be the first to get invited and to get all the details and the principles and the materials and things like that. Um, the autumn bonus is my book, Steady Days, and the principal pack that uh, goes along with it, which helps you implement it. And Steady Days, I thought, was perfect for autumn because it has to do with creating rhythms and rituals that goes well with the back-to-school, back-to-homeschool theme. Plus, as Kara can tell you, it will teach you how to put on your pants. (laughs) It taught me. I was pantsless till I met Jamie. (laughs) I knew there would be a segue. (laughs) For those of you who might not have heard, Kara often mentions how steady days helped her as a mom to just talk about how to put your clothes on in the morning and just get dressed or I don't know, anything you want to add to that, Kara? Well, you know, the thing (laughs) is, I think I actually, I, I took a picture of the page that I was thinking in my head. And what it says is a prepared mother looks like a professional. No one would show up at the office for a busy day in her pajamas. But somehow how that stuck in my head was that I had to put on real pants every day. And so I referenced that in a podcast and you sent me a Voxer and said, I don't think I ever talk about putting on pants in my book. And it's just become this funny thing. So yeah, um, it, but that was helpful to you, right? Not like me telling you to get out of your pajamas. And no, like it, it changed. Voice. Honestly, it changed so many things for me because I would spend, like I would wake up in the morning and because you have little tiny kids and babies and, you know, you're like nursing. And, and I, I had a very hard time getting going to like the meat of our day. And then I read Steady Days and it helped me in so many ways. And it was kind of just the sisterly, like, gentle nudge to be like, all right, like, this is how you can get going. And it it helped me a lot. It was just funny that the way that I internalized it was that I had to put on pants, (laughs) as if I wasn't wearing pants before I read the book. I promise I had worn pants before. So it was just funny. But (laughs) I think we've all had when you're in the throes finding yourself at 4.30 and you haven't gotten dressed and, you know, you're kind of like, what Mm -hmm. happened today? What did I do? And there's something about getting dressed that changes your mindset and your approach. That's true. That's Mm -hmm. true. Yes. That I I love. So you don't have to put on pants until autumn, ladies. Because that's when you can read steady days. So enjoy those last few months of pajamas because they're going to be out of here soon. (laughs) Um, Yes, and then the winter bonus is my Introverted Moms Advent Calendar that I created a couple years ago, and it's an Advent Calendar for moms with a small self-care theme and little snippet that you can do in maybe five minutes each day, but it's a way to savor the calm in the midst of what can be a very crazy season, and so I think that's perfect for winter. So all of those together um, are going to comprise the the pre-order bonus that everyone gets for pre-ordering um introverted mom and i'm so grateful thank you to those of you who have pre-ordered it's a big help that is wonderful that's perfect i love how it's broken up seasonally that's that's genius and we'll make sure that we link to introverted mom over in the show notes um you can find it in all the places and we'll link to all of jamie's other books and work and everything she does at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And we are so glad that you joined us today, Jamie. And before we go, we always like to ask if there's something that's bringing you joy. Yes. First, thank you both for having me. This is extra special because we've all known each other for so long that I haven't been on the podcast before. So it's really, really fun to chat. And I love the good work you guys are doing in the world. Thank you for contributing to Simple Homeschool, but also for what you do in your individual spaces and with your online conference and just everything that you've got going on is a real blessing to the homeschool community. So it's a pleasure to work with you and and know you both. 
And what's bringing me joy, I thought I would share about an album that I'm really enjoying listening to. It is by a group called Love and the Outcome, which is, they're like a um, Christian recording artists, and it's a husband and wife team. And they take their inspiration from this, I'll have to describe, they take their inspiration from the 80s. So all of us who grew up as like 80s children will, might identify with some of like their, I don't know, beats and chords and, but it's not 80s in like a hokey way. So they've still managed to update it. But they have this album called These Are the Days. And it's all about relishing the days that are right there in front of you that recognizing that they're not going to last forever, recognizing that God is with you in the midst of them. And the whole album, which is, has maybe 12 or 13 songs, has that theme running throughout it. So I found that really inspiring lately as a mom and a homeschool mom. And I, just this morning after I got out of the shower, when I was getting dressed, I put it on and it, it immediately just kind of helps me to get, um, you know, get in the right mindset or change my mindset. And some songs are peppy and some are slower, but uh, I would recommend that you check it out. If you have Amazon Music and you have Amazon Prime, then it's free on Amazon Music. That's how I found it. And I heard one of their songs and I really liked it and it made me go look them up. And then I found the whole album and I really liked the whole album. And my kids like it too, which is no small feat with three teenagers to find something that, that everyone doesn't mind listening to. That's that's a big deal. So yes, so check out Love and the Outcome, their album, These Are the Days. Oh, that's Family a good win. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. a great recommendation. Oh, what about you, Kate? Um, this is, I think I had the same one last year, but we have some barred owls in the neighborhood that just, you know, started calling out at night and sometimes in the afternoon. And it's been really neat to know that spring is finally happening in New England and it's getting warmer and my kids call to them and they call back. And it's just one of those neat kind of dorky homeschool things. <laughs> I feel like I talk about <laughs> owls a lot. <laughs> That's just who we are. <laughs> so, Aww. That, that's Very been cool. our thing this week that's been bringing us joy. That's but nice. You, that's nice, um, though, that it's a sign of spring for you guys. It is. You, I didn't... you hear them sometimes during the winter, but they're definitely chattier this time of year. Wow. Oh, very cool. Uh, yeah. What about you, Kara? Okay. Now, here's the thing. So, Jamie and I, we're both introverts. Are we both INFJs? Yes. Okay. And we're I both. <laughs> okay. You so, we're all me. INFJs. Yeah. We're we're highly sensitive people, and yet what I'm going to say is going to be like, Jamie's going to be like, what are you talking about? The show Good Girls on NBC, I watched the first <laughs> season on Netflix, it's it's kind of violent, it's kind of disturbing, but it's so good, and it's just funny, because I have this other friend who's an introvert and a highly sensitive person, and she's like, how do you listen to true crime podcasts? And I'm like, I don't know, but I love them, so... <laughs> That show is just bringing me a lot of joy right now. It's on Sunday nights, and what I do is I um, watch it on the like NBC app on my iPad, so I save it for a time during the week when I just need like a little introvert mom escape, and then I watch it, and it's like my hour treat for myself to sit and watch it on my iPad. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> So in Very a way, cool. it, it really goes with this episode, and in another way, it really doesn't, but, <laughs> you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> do, you, do you know what's funny? I I can't watch a lot of that stuff, So my but my husband wants to, so we have, we're like showing compatible, and at night, he'll put on a show, and we'll be trying it, and I'll be thinking to myself, like, I don't know, I don't like this, it's starting to stress me out, <laughs> and it turns out that our German Shepherd is highly sensitive, too, because she will wake up out of a sound sleep, and go in front of the TV, and cock her head to the side, and, like, actually cry <laughs> during the scenes that inside, oh I'm like, no! Yeah, so I was like, you've got two of us, <laughs> so there, she doesn't like it either, two votes. I, I was in a hotel, like, I mean, isn't this like the introvert mom dream come true? I was in a hotel room alone Monday night all by myself with (laughs) snacks. And I turned on the TV and I was flipping through the channels and I was like, no, no, no. And then it hit on this HBO movie that I was like, no, 
Why? Oh, and I, no. I turned it off and I just watched reruns of The Office on my iPad until I fell asleep. You would think There's it would have been. There's that app again. Yeah. You would think in. it would have been the perfect thing to, you know, be in a hotel room all by myself, binge watching, you know, TV or watching TV. But instead, I, I find real TV like super disturbing now. But for whatever reason, I found this show on Netflix. I think the first season is on Netflix and then the second season is on right now. And. And I just enjoy it, so. <laughs> no, no That's judgment. Good. You need that. Karen, no judgment. <laughs> this is a judgment-free zone. Yay! Okay. <laughs> well, Jamie, thank you so much. It's thank been so you. good having it's you. Been super mm-hmm. special and fun. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and we will have notes for everything we talked about today over at the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And make sure you order Jamie's book coming Absolutely. out May seventh, but you can pre-order right now. <laughs> thank All right. You. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. 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 Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister.